a lot of people come to the studio, a lot of people want to do music, whatever the case may be. A lot of people look at it like, oh, yeah, you just got to press record or, oh, you could get these loop packs and, you know, just drop this, that, and the third, and you'll have, like, the hottest track ever. And it's like, not necessarily. You can have somebody give you literally everything you need to create, and if you don't know how to apply it, you still fail. All right, welcome back to Run the Layers. I'm your host, Creative Bobby, and on this episode, we are talking with music extraordinaire, uh, creator of many great instrumentals. You know, you know, some people make beats. This man makes instrumentals. This man makes music. He's a music producer uh, on all of my music that you hear in the background of this podcast, my videos. It is one Kid Azul. William Blue, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> <laughs> well, Creative Bobby, Master Bradger, I am doing all right, my brother. You know, gloomy outside on this beautiful but not beautiful Saturday. You know, it's raining, not raining, but you know, mm-hmm. it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> out here just absorbing the creative energy of outside and talking to you, buddy. <laughs> What's going good. on with you, my friend? I am good. It's good to have you on the pod. Like your instrumentals are, you know, the soundtrack of pretty much all the stuff that I produce here. So, you know, it's it's good to finally talk to the man, the myth, the legend, you know. <laughs> I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to, because part of the reason why I started the podcast was to get like different perspectives on creativity and how that shapes people's lives and stuff. So the first question I have for well, the first two questions is what does creativity mean to you and how are you using it in your life? Hmm. Man, I'm about to log off. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, all jokes aside, all jokes aside. Um, so first question, what does creativity, uh, creativity mean to me? Honestly, the truest expression of yourself, you know what I'm saying? And regardless of what medium that is, whether you are writing, you know, being a comedian, singing, acting, cooking, sculpting, uh, it's creation to me is a release of, especially for those people who have it like, I don't know for the lack of better words, a hobby. You know what I'm saying? It's that level of the person they could be if they allowed themselves to be that person. But more than that, it's another part of you that I feel like you need. Without creativity, the world would be black and white. Without those outside the box people, whether they are on it 24 seven or it's just a hobby, it's those moments that shape the world that we live in. <laughs> like yeah. we'd still be intense or we'd still be in caves if somebody was like man i love y'all but uh i ain't trying to stay in the same room with y'all and then homie went out and built the tent now we got houses and apartments <laughs> mm-hmm. so creativity i feel is the truest expression of a person the truest expression of not just them but who like their spirit or their soul really is mm. and then I guess to go into your second question, which is how am I using it? Okay, well, as you so eloquently stated, you know, I'm a producer, engineer, writer, singer. I occasionally DJ, not as much as I used to. I uh, took a stint in California. You know, I was killing it out there, working and doing my thing, but I couldn't bring my equipment with me and uh, not all of it anyway, so. When it came to the realm of creation, beat production, audio mixing for people from their podcasts, YouTube pages, to their mixtapes, albums, things they're releasing on Spotify, and just connecting with people worldwide through the one thing that I believe universally connects us, which is sound. Well, sound, but music more than sound. We could meet a person who doesn't speak the same language we speak but know every word to a song we both know word for word like and sing it beautifully like that episode of uh perfect example even though this is not real life episode of hey arnold 
with Mr. Flynn who speaks his broken English all the time. And then uh, one day they just walking through the, you know, the boarding house and homie is just singing. They don't know that's him, but he sounds like the ultimate country Western star in the bathroom. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, like who is, and then he comes out of the bathroom. Oh, hey, I know, you know, and they was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mr. Wynn can't even speak English. He can sing like that. And it's like, but music doesn't have a language other than how it speaks to your soul, you know? Mm. So that's why I gravitate to it. And that's how I use it to really connect to those people. Mm. Shoot. Even people who can't hear it, feel it the same way the people who can hear it. You can't tell me that's not a connection. Like you can't tell me that that's not a way for us to communicate or even bridge the divide and come closer together as a race, human race, not black, not people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, creativity funds my life. You know, now I've always been, I've been going out for, I want to say, it's what, 2020 now. I started in 2004, didn't consider myself really good good until three and a half years after that so let's say if we don't say the full what 16 years let's say 13 years i've been committed to my crowd mm. has its ups has its downs but the downs are what influence the ups the downs influence the ups and it's like that is not something that i realized until I got the job that I have now where it's like, yeah. And it's not just the job. It's more so like how you evolve as a human being. Like you don't know like the times where you were like, well, can I do this? Or can I make a living off of this? And like all those struggles and doubts that you go through as a creative, once you're on the other side, it's like, oh, I've been through that. But then while I was doing that, I learned things that now that I'm over here, I can apply those things. And then when people ask and people coming behind you are like, they're trying to go on a journey. So now you're telling them your story. And now that's a testimony now. So, but in the moment you're like, man, this is just, this sucks. Why am I dealing with all this? <laughs> like, why am I dealing with all you ain't well, you ain't whistling Dixie there, boy. <laughs> the storm always, always feels turbulent, but even monsoons end, mm. even you know what I'm saying, hurricanes end, snowstorms end, thunderstorms end, like any level of storm, it has an end. You know, it's just weathering it, you know, and a lot of times that's what I believe a lot of people falter on the level of rather than weathering and being tempered through the storm, they allow the storm, they allow the advent of what they perceive as the storm to beat them, to be the storm. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna rain you out. I'm a, you know, I'm gonna rain you out. I'm gonna freeze you out. I'm a, whatever storm they feel that it is, this is what they're allowing to let happen to them. And to a degree, it's understandable because at a certain point, you know, hearing no, rejection, things not going exactly how you see it in your mind, you know what I'm saying? That eats away at most human beings, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's mm, you got to bring it back to one of your favorite characters, buddy. Good old Green Lantern, man. The Green Lantern Corps, bro. Uh, it stems from the will to push through the storm because you know that it will end. And whether you, you know, it's not something you have control over, but you can control what you do in it. Mm. You got a lot of people that be like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing all this stuff. I just, it's out of my control. You know what the outside variables are? Those are definitely out of your control. You can't control those because they're outside of you. But everything, the, the calm, the center, the the place where it truly stems from, if you can weather it, then, you know, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, you know what I'm saying? So just mm -hmm. weather, just move 
move with purpose, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to survive it. Like, nah, don't just survive it, you know, conquer. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's easy to build, a, it's easy, you know, build a tent or, or it's easy to find a cave when it's raining. It's harder to build that tent, but that tent's going to be more worth it because the cave, you don't know what lives in there. I'm looking mm. at it from the ad, the advent of, oh, I'll take the easy way out because there's something that's already here that will help me with it versus, nah, I'll let the rain hit me. It's just rain. Why am I so upset that it's rain? It sucks that it's raining on me, but at the end of the day, it's just rain. It's water. <laughs> let me take a shower while I'm building this shelter. <laughs> Y'all better watch Naked and Afraid. <laughs> you want some good laughs and you want to see the level of willpower, especially for those people who aren't as savvy at being survivalists outside, whatever the case may be, the power of will is one of the strongest things that we have. And a lot of people take it for granted because it's, you know, they want, they want stuff to be handed to them. And I, it's, look at technology, look at how we've progressed. It's easy to feel that way, but nothing's worth getting if you don't get it out of it's just not like even the greatest Amazon was built out of the mud. <laughs> Homie had like a what a office floor that wasn't no bigger than like the smallest apartment in New York. Now one of the biggest corporations in the world. Weather your storm. <laughs> just just trust that what you're doing, as long as you're doing it with wholeness and to the best of your ability, trust that the storm will be over because it's part of your process. It builds that character. It helps you understand where, I guess, I guess what qualifies as walls and then how to knock those walls down or simply just build a door and go through them because maybe you don't necessarily have to knock it down. Not every wall is there to hinder you. Some walls are there to be like, hey, okay, you know, this is where you need to stop at here because you need to figure out a way around or through this. You know what I'm saying? Around makes it feel like, you know, ah, yeah, now nah, I'm trying to cheat my way around it. Through it, it's like, hey, wall, what's up? I know you're here, but you were here for a reason. And now that I understand you, pass right through it like Danny Phantom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> pass right through it. <laughs> <Pass> right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I like I read this book uh, this year called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And it literally talks about that. It talks about how like not trying to avoid the obstacles that come up in life, not trying to not trying to avoid um, not trying not trying to avoid the obstacles or the things that come up in your path but be like, okay, this is here now. So now that this is here, this is, this is a new element in my path. And I'm just going to navigate with that being there. Like, okay, this is here. How can I use, what can I learn here? That's going to help me get to where I'm trying to go. So it's like a determination of I'm going this way. Mm -hmm. And the obstacle is just changing the path of the road, but the road is still going forward. Yeah. And because he's he talks about how like you have to kind of like not necessarily like, yes, this is a negative thing or oh, this is an intrusive thing, but this can't be the thing. It's like, well, this is here. I guess I gotta go home now. I guess I gotta just stop doing what I'm doing. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is making instead of making it be like it's an adversary to you, look at it as well, this is part of it. Like this is part of the journey to get to where I'm trying to go. Yeah. So like I dig, I dig, I dig that. I dig that a lot. Like you dropping some gems on here. That's what I like. I like <laughs> you dropped on my podcast here. Um I want I want to get your thoughts on what is your favorite creation by someone else and what's your favorite creation by you? Hmm. Man, that's gotta be a loaded question on that first one. (laughs) My, uh, because there's so many beautiful expressions of creation. So I honestly, 
I have to say my favorite thing created is music. Like <laughs> it's the it's one of the as hard as it is to explain, I think the feeling of it, of what I'm about to say, makes more sense. Not everybody believes, you know, in the Christian God or whatever God, whatever God or deity you believe in, that's whom you believe in. I feel closest because of music <laughs> to my creator. Like the world's giving me trouble listening to something. The uh, you know, somebody says something I don't like or my day's just not going the way that I want to. Didn't plan on making music this particular day because of how I'm feeling. Open FL Studio, open Pro Tools, open Reason, and like randomly hit the keys, not looking for something, for something to just punch me right in my soul and then carry me through that wave of emotion or whatever it is that I'm feeling. And it's like, Dang, man, I, this wasn't, where did it, you know, but I stop every time that moment happens. I stop and I, you know, thanks, creator. You know, thank you. We're like, when nothing, I, when I don't understand anything else, I understand you through this. And then through this, I'm able to understand everything else. Like, it's easy to be like God or Allah, Ra, whomever you call your deity made music, but I want to know who was the first person to sit down and make a beat on a drum or on a rock or <laughs> or to make a lute, you know, all of those, like, that is my favorite thing, but it's also because of what it means to me. Like, yes, music means a lot to a lot of people. People listen to music for all types of reasons. When they sad, when they mad, when they happy, you know, when they want to turn up, when they want to turn down. You know, you're like, wow, how can something that makes us get so lit also be something to just soothe us? Shoot, make us meditate, even grab disease that we so desperately need. It's almost like it's its own person, mm. <laughs> but, it, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? So, so to whomever pro-magnum male or female that was beating on a rock, you know, hitting a log, whatever. Making cool, making those cool old sounds come out, and then everybody started following suit. That's my favorite thing created because they were able to keep communicating and come together in a way that, dang, it's just unexplainable to me. On a, it's phenomenal. <laughs> like I said earlier, the fact that it's something that we all can relate to, we all can do it. Even people who don't have any mu like musicality or musical talent can still be you can still do music I have friends i'm not i'm not musically inclined word you just made a whole beat right there what you mean every time you speak you are speaking on a meter whether you realize it or not so now it's just up to the creative to pull that out mm -hmm. i think youtube tiktok people's igs where they just doing random stuff becomes some of the hottest things because it's all about perception it's easy to be like oh, oh, oh i can't sing but then you record that add a vocoder to it or you record it and you play it back and you listen to it just right until you hear that cadence and then it's like it's morphin time you know <laughs> like, but at the end of the day my favorite thing created would have to be music because i have i can't limit it to just one person so many people you know, we let's go back to the days of old with Beethoven, Mozart, Chopin, Bach, and all of them. You know, uh, let's fast forward to the advent of rock and roll, jazz, you know, uh, swing music, like anything. Like, there's too many artists. There's too many things in my heart for me to just limit it, to just be like, oh, yeah, this one person is the reason that I love all of this. Because <laughs> like, if I had to give it to a person, it would be my creator. It just has to be because, man, I can't even imagine a world without me. <laughs> I, saw a, uh, I saw a post I had reposted on Facebook. It was like, if, uh, I believe it has stated, if 
painting is how we, uh, I think it's like more or less painting is how we, you know, visually mark time. And music is how we more or less stamp time. You know what I'm saying? Like music in and of itself is time. When you think of it, it's one of the things that's the 12 major chords and it's the one thing that's still constantly evolving is existed since forever and somehow we're still finding new ways to play with it. It's amazing to me. Mm. As far as myself, hmm, I want to say uh, probably my first beats. I might do uh, like my first 48 beats. And those are those are my favorite things by me because those things solidified the decision back in 2004, 2005 of me even rocking the path of becoming a producer and engineer, just learning the things that I was learning from various people around me. Shout out to my man Calico. You know, I don't know where you at, Jamal, but I miss you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, he's alive and well, just don't know where he is. But him, my homie of my camp, Chris Davis, uh, TJ Johnson. C Block Boys, everybody I met at AT, shout out to Green Bench, John Holland, you know, the crew, because you know they helped bring it together. But ultimately, my first 48 beats were there are there were a combination of me and sounds that I heard because I used this other program called EJ, Hip Hop EJ, uh volume two and four to create. At a certain point when I got to my last beat, the 48th beat was when I made my decision to not really use that program anymore. Mm. And not because, you know, it was bad or anything. It was just had a bunch of pre-made loops, sounds, drops. And for everything that I was making and having fun with, and my friends are like, dang, my brother has this program. He's had it for years. He ain't even making stuff like you. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, man, thanks. And then I took a step back where I heard that statement. I was like, wait a minute. Because I did get this from your brother and my cousin who both used this. They've been using this way longer than me. And you just said, I'm making better stuff than them. And then I took it a step further and started thinking to myself, what's stopping someone else from making the exact same thing that I made using mm -hmm. this program? And then I started evaluating my beats, like more so. I was already happy with them when they were done. But then I started really looking at them and listening to them. And it's like, I like this sound. What do I like about this? Why did I make this this way? Okay, these are the things that I like. These are the things that I'll keep. But as much as I like this, this isn't me. It's me because I made it. But it's not me because it's not exactly what I heard in here. Mm. And that's what made me take charge. to learn the finer points of beat making, instrumentation, sampling, and then going from, and then understanding that sampling always happens. I had cats that would come at me, and you use a sample. I was like, do you use any of the chord structures that make music? They was like, yeah. And I'm like, then you sample, bro. Like, <laughs> like what are you telling me right now? Like, you not making nothing new just like nobody else. I mean, it's how you reapply the same schematic to make something new. Mm. Hip hop is a perfect example of that. Hip hop's origins was break beats of one song and then instrumental pieces of another song that already existed. And then just somebody just happened to get on the mic and a uh, hip hop rhyme of words and blah, 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 with so absurd and it sounded <laughs> so cool, you know? <laughs> so, but ultimately, my original creations are my favorite. My original first 48 creations are my favorite because once I stopped using that program, it, I still use it. I still use certain aspects from it. But once I allowed it to give me all that it gave me and then really sit back and evaluate what I wanted out of creation and what I wanted out of the sound, it's like, okay, thank you for my uh, training wheels. Thank you for my Rock mm. Lee leg weights. Thank you for my, you know, Goku gi that's all heavy because a lot of people forget 
part of the reason he still get his butt kicked because he don't take his shirt off. You know, he went got all these weights on. <laughs> but it's like once they once the limiters were removed, Captain Marvel, shout out. <laughs> it's it opened me to a realm of possibilities that once seemed impossible. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. Mm-hmm. Like it's really easy. A lot of people come to the studio. A lot of people want to do music, whatever the case may be. A lot of people look at it like, oh, yeah, you just got press record or, oh, you could get these loop packs and, you know, just drop this, that, and the third, and you'll have, like, the hottest track ever. And it's like, not necessarily. You can have somebody give you literally everything you need to create, and if you don't know how to apply it, you still fail. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> the, yeah. You know? that's the that's that's a thing in design too where like and that and that comes up when people talk about uh how much things cost as far right. as like clients coming to you and it's like okay i want to pay you for a logo or i want to pay you for an instrumental and then they see the price and then they're like well that that seems like a lot for this because you are so good that you can just do it about and the thing is, you're not paying a, a creative person. You're not paying for the act. Like you're paying for the years it took me to be able to do this thing. Like there are people who can pump out something in like 20 minutes, just be like, all right, boom, here it is. You're not right. paying for the 20 minutes. You're paying for the years it took them to be able to do the thing yeah. in, 20 in 20 minutes. Like it's like, cause like you said, like you can give somebody all these tools, but if your brain can't produce like you have to know what you're doing before you 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 get the program like you could give somebody the most top of the line studio with all the best equipment and all the programs and they could sit in there and they're not gonna be able to produce the same thing that you might be able to on a laptop outside just chilling because you had an idea for it because it's it's the creativities up here the programs are like how you execute it the programs right. are how how you translate it and make it tangible but the creativity is up here tangible <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing if you don't know why you're doing it like right. why are you using this loop why why do you need a saxophone sample here because like it's it's things it's all kinds of things that go into it and that's where like the creative juices flow like that's the difference like you pointed out eloquently rob the difference between a producer and a beat maker beat makers literally can only focus on the boom bap that's their bread and butter that is how their mind is set let me create this dope groove but uh, once they done, they're done. You know, the beat maker. Hey, the beat's done. Your job's done. Later, buddy. Because now it's time for the producer and more uh, affably the sound engineer to step in and do their job. Producing in and of itself, yes, I can produce the beat. Now, I need to take it to the next step of production. What tough, like, what does this beat make you feel? Oh, well, I feel like happy. I feel sad. Man, this beat reminds me of, okay, let's follow up on those feelings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but I ain't really feeling that. All right, so what if you said it like, kada ka ba da ba bleed block. And they're like, dang, man, you just came up with that? I was like, it's my job. Because <laughs> that's what a producer does. I am to help you. If you can't mold this track, but you want to use this track, it's my job to be able to assist you in molding and building, creating the vision that you see. I am your paintbrush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't paint in the, in, the, in the realm of production, engineering and stuff, you pass it to the person who can. Mm-hmm. I don't think for all of what we know about Leonardo and Raphael and Michelangelo and Donatello and all of the other great artists who painted, we know them. We don't even know if they had assistance. And really looking at it, they probably didn't. It was just them. So it was like, hey, man, paint me something great in this building. <laughs> all right. 
I am a painter. Uh, give me a moment. Let me uh, look at the layout. Let me see what it makes me feel. And got it. Sistine Chapel's painting. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful. Like, how did you? It's my job. <laughs> like, could you imagine Michelangelo being? It's my job. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? How did I do this? It's what you know, I do. Da Vinci, everybody's looking at Da Vinci's sketchbook. Where are these ideas coming from? Well, you know, people look at me as a you know idealist. People also look at me as an artist and a person to create and influence. So you know, a lot of times I like to jot my ideas down. Maybe I'll come back to them. You know, same thing for people who write books, people who graphic arts and design, <laughs> people who you know make music. People who cook, mm. cooking, cooking starts out as science. You test in certain things. Once you have what you have to get the correct result, because you, if you, especially if you're making something up, you are writing how much you are putting in or not putting in to get the desired result. And once it is done, it's like, oh, this is now no longer a dish. This is a recipe because now I have created something, literally out of the thin air literally mm. like, i'm hungry i want i want to incorporate these things boom now this person who's cooking is now chefing chefing it up instead of cooking cooking and i feel like is oh yeah just make something to eat being a chef you being meticulous about what it is that you want to eat because every ingredient everything has its place graphic arts and design when you chefing and making logos when you're chefing and making backdrops when you're chefing and making splashes flash videos whatever have you oh yeah i need a picture of this okay here you go all right we need something that represents uh our organization and what it is that we stand for got it you know because it's easy to say i need a picture because mm. <laughs> i'm like oh it's a billion pictures what you feeling like oh you want something to stand for something mm not only my you know ability but i need to be able to pull out of you what you're telling me because you can't show it to me so tell me what you want something that represents this and you're like all right <laughs> and they're like where did this come from when you did this it made me think about and then boom, however your explanation goes from there. And then they're just like, all of that made this imagery that we love so much. And you're like, well, that's what you paid for. That's what you wanted, right? <laughs> you know and that's a, that's a gift. And that's, a, that's the gift that fuels everything is being able to yeah. take someone's, what they want, which sometimes they don't even know what they want. They want, exactly. They're just like, can you do something that's like this, but somehow, to people that have that creative, ten those creative tendencies, somehow we're able to go, I understand what you're trying to get to, let me yeah. go and I'll work on some things and then I'll show you what, what I come up with. And it's like making, making it feel something, making it represent something. And cause that's like music, it's like, okay, music, you're telling stories. And then you're also making people feel things. And sometimes maybe you're trying to make someone not feel things. Like it's like, you know, you're going to listen to this. People are going to listen to this because they're feeling this way. And I want to take them from this emotion to another emotion. And it's like, like having, I think with like music, it's just like, it just has an incredible power because like I can't design or do work without something <laughs> happening. Something because that energy. Yeah, because it's like I have to have that because I will if I forget to do music, if I forget to like have music on and it's like this with like like podcasts to a certain extent too, but really it's mostly with like music. I need some type of I need tracks to be to, for my railroad to go on because if I don't have the music, then my mind can very easily like wander and kind of do other things, but it's like music, okay the mood is set. So it's yeah. like, and then it's like, depending on what my mood is while I'm designing, will depend on what kind of music I want to listen to. Because it's some, so then it's some music I can't listen to while I'm working 
because I'll be so engulfed in the music that I'll stop working and I'll just be up dancing or doing some type of thing. Like, like I can't be like, oh, well, I got to take a break because I got to go dance at this thing real fast and then I'll come back and do this later. And then later turns into two days later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, that is like, and just, is the power of music. It's just yeah. dope. And I wanted to get your thoughts on these last two questions, which is what is something you've always wanted to create but haven't yet? And what's stopping you from doing it? Okay. Something that I want to create but I haven't yet. Hmm. Loaded. There's a loaded question. <laughs> Honestly. Hmm. I guess it sounds kind of cliche for a person who makes music, but like the perfect track. And what I mean by that is not just, you know, a song that everybody can relate to, which is definitely dope. That's to me on a level you have achieved perfection if everybody can relate to it. But I want to take it a step beyond that. Like I have yet to hear a piece contemporary or otherwise that literally incorporates and embodies all of what music is. Mm. I've, we've heard symphonies, we've heard, you know, orchestras and things, but even that is still focused on like, oh, just this feeling. So it's like, how do we take, I've always wondered what track would it be to literally mold all the genres together to make one super hype, dope, lit, whatever adjective <laughs> you want to use, track how to bring all of, because all of those elements can work together. Like, there's the reasons that you like, yes, you have your different stylings of music, but all of those, like a lot of stylings of music use a lot of the same elements use a lot of the same sounds, use a lot of the same cadences or timing or, uh, you know, note connotation. My bad, because I'm so excited and I'm moving my phone. <laughs> Honestly, that's maybe, maybe my second next to that, you know, creating a track that encompasses literally all styles and like not so much where you, it's easy to pick out what's what. It's like, it just makes you feel that. And then it's like, and understanding that it is that. You know what I'm saying? It's real easy to be like, oh yeah, they use that sound to create this emotion, create this feeling, this, that, and the third. Or, oh yeah, that's that one sound they use in, you know, Maybach Music Group music. Or, uh, you know, Natasha Atlas's, you know, Indian drums. And no, nah, sorry. I want all of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... I guess the formula to make all of it is what I'm still working on to make that come together. But I would say the something that's second to that, I guess for me, my nonprofit idea for the creatives, for the arts, and I say that to, you know, really think about the state of the world. I believe we may have had this conversation in the past, but ultimately it's amazing to me that a lot of the places where they choose to cut corners to try to give more money to people who don't need it, institutions who don't need it, or things that they want to give it to versus the people who really need it, they always take it from those who are the ones who end up molding the world. Mm. You know, like next to the black and white people who see language for what it is, who see, you know, math for what it is, who see science for what it is, and chemistry for what it is. That's cool. But at a certain point, because of how their brains, you know, think on certain subjects or that subject matter that they're proficient in, they hit walls. Some of the smartest people will still hit walls because if they can't think outside of that because mm -hmm. of how it is that they are set, you run into those problems. So now here comes the person who's not as smart, but 
sees from the other perspective that the person who's so smart couldn't see from because they were so indignant on finding it or I know I can do it this way and blah, 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 blah. And then for that person who's not them, but be looking at the same thing and be like, if I was, if I had your blah, blah, your smarts, I would probably do this. And, it, and it'd be something so simple and the person's just like, wow, why didn't I think of that? It's like, of course you didn't think, because you were looking at it as so complex. You were looking at it as this or that. You couldn't give yourself the option of what about this because you wanted it to be this or that you think different and people that are into the arts and music we think differently so a lot and that different kind of thinking is can can help the world and they've already done studies where it's like people who are into the arts and into music do better in those disciplines because of how that nurtures that part of their brain so then they can take that other things but you're definitely right like when schools are trying to do budget cuts and all that, it's always the arts and band and theater. Those are things that always get cut first because they're like, well, we don't need those things, but you need those things. Right. Those, those things are literally the driving force of everybody's economy. <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody listens to music. Everybody watches some level of television, whether it's pre-recorded, whether they got it on tapes, showing my age dvd yes. <laughs> you know what i'm saying what they streaming whatever you know the arts are what gets people through all of those even the toughest days it's the arts that get you through it you know mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm so sad i'm gonna put on this movie because i'm so sad now you're laughing mm -hmm. or i mean you might be even more sad but now you're not sad about what you were sad about now you're sad about the movie because you connected to that character. Maybe you've seen this movie a million. You ever seen a movie or heard a song that you've heard or seen a million times, but because of how you were feeling that particular day or whatever situation that happened to hit you, it hits you differently. And all of a sudden it's no longer, even though you know this song, you know this movie word for word, it's no longer the same because of how it hits. Because I of what I have a specific, I have a specific song like that. There's a song called Pity by, mm -hmm. I think his name is Vali Vala featuring J. Cole. And it's a song that I heard after, after I graduated college. Um, mm -hmm. And it was in that period of my life where it's like, I stuff, you know, feeling you get the rejection and you're not, you're starting to doubt yourself. The song is like, and one of the lines is like, you know, you know, when people, my friends call me, I hear, I hear it in their voice. Do they pity me? Disbelief. I'm going to stay driven like the city streets. And it's like, and the song is all about how it's like, even it's a line about how like, you know, mom, we're going to, I'm going to have to make Christmas gifts this year. Cause like the, like the money's not coming in. And you feel like you feel that other people around you are pitying you because you're not where you feel like you need to, you're supposed to be. And it's like, I'm, I'm down, I'm here. So it's like that song kind of like encapsulated where I was at the time. And I would listen to it a lot because it was like, it, it understood where I was, but then also it was a motivational enough where it's like, no, I'm here right now, but I'm still going to move forward. So yeah. fast forward, Years later, I move here to yeah. Oklahoma. I have the job. I'm in, you know, the professional. I'm like, I'm the graphic designer here. And then I hear that song then. And it's like, it's hits totally different because now I've gotten to the place that I desperately wanted to get to for so long. So now it's like, I remember when this song I would feel like the melancholy and kind of feel like, uh, like through the grind. But then hearing it now, because I'm in a different place in life, now it's like, oh, this, I'm on the other side of this song in a way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so, it's just so good. Like, it's just. It's like, and then, and then it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning with like being a testimony, like letting the, 
the downs influence the ups because it's like and just constantly going. And because I, I remember, because I remember, because I, I was, I was uh, thinking that you would talk about when I asked the question about what you want to create, like the song that kind of like, because you've, cause we've talked about it before, and you've mentioned that like a while ago, where you want to create that, that one song that kind of. Yeah. Well, bring everybody together. Pharrell kind of beat me with happy, but you know, <laughs> that is like, but then again, at the end of the, because when that happened, as I was so excited, but I was like, man, that's some, that's what I want to do for you, <laughs> But in the same light, that is the best example that I can give because that song was just basic instruments that are incorporated in most styles of music, but he was just talking about a feeling that everybody feels when they be feeling, you know, which is because everybody, be, I'm happy. Clap along. If you feel like a room without a roof, how many people get excited? How many people been at work? Uh, maybe they work at an office. They got some program running through the building. All of a sudden, you know, the, <laughs> the power goes out or the program stops working, the mainframe goes down, whatever. You got some of the people like, oh, man, this is bull crap about work. And I'm, now I can't work. Why you got those other people? Yeah! <laughs> I didn't want to be here anyway. I want to be at home. I want to be around my friends. I Like, I wasn't happy at work until this moment when work stopped being work. And now I'm happy. I'm clapping along like a room without a roof, baby. <laughs> or like, you know, just you, you walking outside, you like do that stumble like you trip on something and it's like you should fall but at the last second you hit like that smooth like it's like oh i'm about to fall and your body just readjusts itself for you not to fall and then it's like you don't think nothing ever because you just weren't trying to fall but somebody like who saw it happen was like oh smooth and you like i know <laughs> boom extra happy he's like yeah i didn't do that for you i did that so i wouldn't bust my face but I know it looked cool. Now that I think about it, it did look cool, didn't it? You don't say that. That's what you feel, because you're so happy that somebody thought it was cool that you was about to bust your behind until, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you dance back. But, you know, bringing it back, at the end of the day, you know, that universe, not just that universal sound, but that thing where everyone can just feel like they don't have to be different and that they belong you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. really weird to me that you know in all the ways as a society with the human race that we use to i guess try to create lines of separation mm-hmm. the things that always bring us back together seem to be the simplest things but they all are things that come from the creative art whether it's you know, written, uh, performance, visual, you know, auditory, food. Food brings everybody together. Mm-hmm. And food, it's, it's amazing to me when people be like, food is not art. I'm like, what? <laughs> have you seen, uh, <laughs> have you seen Sugar Factory? <laughs> have, you, have you seen, <laughs> like, make up a show. Bake it or take it. <laughs> bake it or take it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fake it to bake it, you know. <laughs> but be the amateur cook show, boom, million dollar idea. Fake it to bake it. Bake it. You know they're making fake cakes or not fake cakes, but they're making the faux f a u x food <laughs> food that is food but it's not food but it's not like they professional chef they just amateurs but they're mm-hmm. trying to be professional chef and so it's like it's like those cooking shows but instead of getting to cook in somebody's kitchen or you getting all this money they just like hey yo they like uh it's like shark tank for food <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I like that meal you created, and I'm prepared to pay you, you know, X amount of dollars for the recipe that you just created in front of me. 
but nah, man. I, mean, I dig it. I, I, like, that's, and that's, like, the ultimate, like, making a song like that is, like, the yeah. ultimate challenge and doing, but, like, so, like, all this, the purpose of art should be to bring everyone together and express because I think a lot, I think the main thing we're missing right now in the world is empathy. And because if you take the time to be empathetic to someone, not sympathetic, but really empathize with someone's position, then you, you understand and are less quick to judge and less quick to kind of cast out. So like, that's definitely like to make a song like that, to make any kind of art like that is definitely a challenge because you got to, you know, get all the ingredients together and do all that. But it's definitely a challenge worth taking on. So, like, I'm really I really I really admire that about you have having that vision and having the drive to put that together. My flash. I'm I'm the Flash right now. I'm about to hit the Speed Force, run through time because I'm so focused. <laughs> That's what's um, up. The only thing, bringing it back to your question, because uh, it was a two-parter. The only thing that I feel that is stopping me, truthfully, just the moment. Mm. And what I mean by that is the moment that happens that allows me to do that. You know, but I'm working. I'm, I feel like I'm forever working towards that moment, but not just that moment because it's not like I'm creating just to get to the point of, oh, yeah, now I can, now I'm known, I'm in music library, libraries across the world, men, commercials, and, you know, I'm on TV, people hear my beats all over the radio. Now it's time to make that one song and call it quits. <laughs> it's like, it's, to make that as a testament, as much as it is for everyone else, mm -hmm. for me too. Mm -hmm. you, know, you got a lot of people, like, you got a lot of people who can make beats, but they don't, they make them for everybody else. And what I mean by that is, oh, yeah, you know, I got these packs, these loops, these sounds. Oh, I can sound like I could do these things. And then they get that person that's willing to invest or spend money because their tracks sound dope and be like, oh, well, I'm looking for a track that has a J. Cole, Big Crit, Logic, Childish Gambino, Kendrick Phil. And they like, all I can do is make 21 Savage beats because I got this pack. Then why are you out here calling yourself a producer, bro? You're a beat maker. Because, mm. you know, a producer is going to be like, challenge accepted you know i'm putting on you know their ultimate i'm creating whatever because don't get me wrong you have those people who are in their niche their mm -hmm. niche their niche there oh yeah this is the only thing i stick to because that's what i like but those are also the people to me musically who seem to peter out early because they only make what they like and don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with that on the end of if it's only for you but as a creator on any level you have to entertain the notion that it's not just for you mm. and then once you put yourself in that place of yes this is for me but it's not just for me it opens the road of possibilities to be able to connect to various groups of people in a myriad of ways, just because now you're taking the time to understand, not necessarily be empathetic musically, but to choose to understand. Like, podcasts come at me, uh, you listen to country music, you listen to, you listen to orchestrated music, you listen to, I was like, yeah, I like musical. I was born in the South. <laughs> like, I like these sounds. Like, it doesn't make, you think your favorite rapper only listens to rap that's like the rap he raps or she raps? How do you think they get the beats or the ideas or the visuals for any of the things that they do if they only listen to listen to and emulate what it is that they, you know, sell to you? Your favorite, your favorite rappers, 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 rappers. They watch Power Rangers. They play video games. They do the things. They do the same things. We is is it's amazing when people are flabbergasted that 
dang, Jay-Z like classical music? You don't? You, have you? No, I don't like classical music. Do you like Looney Tunes? Yeah, you might like classical music. <laughs> you know, like, you might, you, man, that was just music for the country. You know how many people? Yeah, I remember I was in band. <laughs> I was in North Carolina. I was in North Carolina Symphonic Orchestra. My teacher, uh, my teacher, Brandon Williams, was teaching me the violin. And homie was like, <laughs> we was chilling with some other kids. And um, homie was like, yeah, I hate the violin. Like, uh, I like out of all instruments, this is one I hate. And homie, <laughs> what episode, not episode, but I'm trying to think of the, uh, it was one of the few Looney Tunes where they were at an orchestra. But, it, uh, and now, and now it escapes me. I want to say it's the one where Bugs Bunny was dressed as Leopold. Leopold, Leopold. But I don't remember strings being that heavy in that one. But it was one of the ones where strings were overly heavy, but the way that it brought everything together. Yeah, the other instruments were nice, but if it weren't for them strings, baby. Bugs, I believe Daffy and Fudd would have not been able to bring it together as well because the emotional reverence wouldn't have come across the same because it was one of those episodes in which they're not speaking. Mm. So now the music has to speak for them. The music's actions and, you know, uh, syncopation, speed, all of that dictates what they're actually saying through their, you know, mannerisms and what you are hearing. So mm. it was like the strings accented that that much more. And the homie was like floored laughing at him. My teacher was like, why is that so funny? He was like, ah, oh, no, nah, man, I'm just like, it's crazy because, you know what I'm saying? It was like that face he made when the strings was like, Aah! and like, it was like a, it was like a high riff. It was like, and it's like the sad, my eyes are like this big and the tears are just swelling. And like this, the, the moment of sadness and the way the strings brought that sadness across to transform it into a level of happiness and all of that, you know? And he was excited and Brandon was like, you know, that's the instrument you hate the most, right? He was like, <laughs> man. I was just saying, and I was like, nah, what were you just saying? Whenever they say <laughs> I was just saying, they already lost. They're like, well, you know, I mean, I was just saying, you know, it wasn't that one. It was it was the other ones, you know. <laughs> Whatever, you know. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I wish I could remember the name of the episode and to give more to it. But bring like I said, the ultimate thing was like just bring it. I love it. I, I love music, I love sound. I want to make the ultimate sound, one of the ultimate sounds, or a timeless sound, excuse me. You know, you got a lot of people want to be out here, be famous. I don't want to be famous. Fame, fame can, fame can, yeah, 15 minutes to that and it's gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, rappers have we already forgotten about in the last 10 years? A whole lot. <laughs> that were prominent 10 years ago. But, for that little bit of time that it was out for like two to two to at max, maybe four or five years. Yep. Rappers, singers, artists alike, especially those who try to imitate what's already out there. It's one thing to it's one thing to do what's already out there, but that's not what everybody wants to hear. Everybody wants to hear ha hear that commercial sound, but everybody don't want to hear it the same way. You know what I'm saying? If every rapper sounded like Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne would no longer cease to be. Because now he has to outshine literally himself. I made this wave of where people want to act like me. Now I got to act like me better than the people who are trying to act like me, who are making the same money as me and shouldn't be because I'm me. How are they doing me better than me? So now I got to one-up myself. And then you have those people whose careers would plummet because of that <laughs> oh <laughs> because they're trying to copy soldier boy because they're trying to copy big sean because they're trying oh. to copy gambino you know tyler the creator Solid notice how I'm, I'm naming people that are hard to copy <laughs> because of how they gravitate and jump towards their you know craft and i mean in the full crux not just the final product you got a lot of people 
ah, nah, you only saying this person because this project was that. I'm like, nah, dog. I'm looking at this person from start to finish. Like, what Chris Rock's saying? You got to love the crust. You got to love the crumbs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't just, like, it's like loving your, it's like loving your favorite team, your favorite sports team of any sport. You gonna bandwagon the other team just because they winning, or you gonna even when your team take that L, it's like you know why they took that L. They didn't take that L because they trash. They didn't take that L because you know they wanted to. Something happened. You know that that support, that unwavering. I bleed whatever color my team is. You know what I'm saying? That's what you do for your art. And when you and when you're true to that. You have more that clientele. You have more people willing to, like, mess with you the long way, as Black people like to say. You know, it's just, I don't know how many people I've ever had in my life. Like, I can't, I've lost count on cats that trip out on how serious I take my job. And I'm like, but this is what I, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I love. Why wouldn't I take this seriously? You're like, but then I stop and I think to myself, you got cats who go to a studio. You got cats who produce and engineer cats simply just because they know they can make a dollar off of them. Like, like, like oh, yeah, I want to make this money real quick. So go ahead, come through. No matter if it's trash, I made that money off of that person. And that's as far as they go. I don't know how many people I've heard that sound trash, as we so eloquently put, but... I take my time, if they're working with me, whatever track, song, whatever they're doing, I go out of my way to make that sound good. One, because it's my profession. Two, you have come to me. Now my name has to be attached to this. You about to be the best. <laughs> if, you, if you can have 80 million tracks, all 80, all 79 million can suck, but that one by Kid Azul, Oh, it's going to be fire because I care about my craft. I care about the overall product. I don't just like, yes, the money's nice. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the Joker, Dark Knight. It's not about the money. Because <laughs> you can get the money. Like, if you, get, if you could get someone to pay you for any level of service when it comes to your art, you have won. Because that means you are creating something of value that people want. The trick is, to me, being able to add that human aspect to it, to where, hey, I'm doing this for more than just getting a dollar. Because most people who come to you for a logo, who come to you for some level of like digitally designed art or something that was drawn out on paper, because I know you rap, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, They're not coming to you just for, you know, a picture. You know what I'm saying? You're going to add, yeah, you're going to give them whatever it is they asking for, but you also gonna add that personal touch, that that little sugar, spice, and everything nice. nice. That everyone that everyone else is gonna, you know, not do because it's like, okay, I already have the project now. Let me just finish it and now we're done. Nah, sometimes you might even add the chemical X. You don't have to. Because <laughs> you've already added the sugar spice everything nice. You might add the chemical X, so they'd be like, man, nobody does my stuff like Rob does my stuff. Nobody does my stuff like Kid Azul does my stuff. Nobody does my, you know, that's how you get those people who get, like, so I get excited when people comment on my stuff. I get excited when people tell me I'm the GOAT. I'm like, really? Because I'm not famous. I'm not in the mountains rich and stuff. But because it moves them in such a way that they feel that way, I've done my job. I've made you feel good. I've made you, I've made you emote in a way that you probably weren't even trying to emote until you heard that sound, that beat, me singing, somebody rapping, whatever the case may be. Like, I'm glad I brought you that joy. Mm -hmm. And because I brought you that joy, it came right back to me, mm -hmm. which makes me keep doing it. Mm -hmm. It's the drugs. Yes, that's, 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 that's how it is. <laughs> that's how it is, man. But I'm I'm gonna let you go. I want let the people know where they can find you on the interwebs. 
Man, y'all can find me on the dark web. You can find me in space. <laughs> I'm about to lead a galaxy. You know, like, nah. All right. So for the people, y'all want to find me, follow me, listen to the grooves. Kid Azul everything. K-I-D-A-Z-U-L. You know, you Kid Azul, you gonna, more times than not, you're either going to see this lovely chocolate face <laughs> or I feel like is this live, Rob? Because if it's not live, you can put a you can take a splash of my little logo guy's face. And when I say order, if it looks like this, and then you can put it on my little picture thing, <laughs> <laughs> you have found the right guy. <laughs> but uh, nah, you know my Twitter, my Instagram handle is going to be Kid Azul Prod, K I D A Z U L P R O D. You know, follow me on the SoundCloud, the BeatStars, the YouTube. Like I said, if it's not Kid Azul, and then you show the picture, <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You are so dope. And thank you for coming on hey, this man, podcast. You are dope. Listen. I wish we could, man. I wish I had Leonardo DiCaprio here right now. Hey, Leo, do the clap from Wolf of Wall Street. For my man, the creative Bobby, right now, you know, forget the gift, forget the GIF picture. I got the real thing. <laughs> Listen, yeah, we this this has been some type of tradition on this podcast where the guests I bring on be trying to gas me up, and I built this whole platform to gas y'all up. And y'all be over here throwing the gas back at. Hey, hey, hey! Guess what? We helping each other. That's how it works, baby. That's how it works. You give, I give. You give, give. <laughs> I give again. You know, black not even just black creators, creators coming together. Everybody on the little end. One day we're gonna look at this old podcast from the mountaintop and our mafia style crib. You're like, hey man, you remember when we was just chilling bull jobbing that day? We weren't bull job. We was we was, we was being real with the world, but hey man, it was cold outside that day, bro. <laughs> Hey, check this out. Hey, you see this mink, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh, my goodness. But, y'all, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, remember, as you go along in... Yeah, remember, <laughs> as you go along in life, teach as you learn and inspire as you do. See y'all next time.